What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. Week eight is upon us, and uh, I am glad I am not alone because I don't think I threw this by myself at this point. Uh, joined by Jennifer Piacenti. Jen, how you doing this week? I'm doing great. You know, I took a few deep breaths. Uh, I had another moment where I got a little fired up about Tom Brady. We don't have to talk about it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for a fun weekend of football, Jerry. And I'm ready to dominate our FanDuel contest. Man, this FanDuel contest, I don't want to brag or anything, but it's kind of popular. I think it's like the next big thing. I see people like emailing me already on like Tuesday, Wednesday, be like, do you have a contest this week? Guys, get in the club. It's so cool. Play with us. So uh, I want to say the podcast officially started for me with that Tom Brady rant. Like I will always remember our waiver wired season one podcast as before the rant and now after the rant. Look, you've been great. This year, Jen, you've given expert analysis. You're super entertaining. Everybody loves when you sing. You ranted. I mean, that really was your first like on the podcast rant. And you've ranted before, but this was a rant. It was the kind I said it in the video. I said, oh, you're going to enjoy this on Twitter. (laughs) And oh, boy, was it on Twitter. And I love it even more on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in- intending for that, but I just, I, it was bottled up, you know? And I think sometimes you just, you know, you, you're so nice. You're so kind. And then finally you just got to let it out. And I know that Tom Brady's made a lot of appearances on our podcast. He has. And I, yeah. you know, I don't think that's going to stop it. I clearly. So I felt that, um, it was something that if you didn't let that out, I would have been worried about your decision-making going forward. Like if you just bottled yeah. that up. Right. I think it could have impaired my correct decision making process, but I, I feel clear. I feel like I have vision. Um, yeah. And of course, Creed got Chris Godwin with the fractured finger right after that. But still, I still feel the same way. Um, and, and just, you know, he another annoying thing about Tom Brady. I'm, I promise I'm not going to go off. But the fact that he then said that he thought he could be a good influence and that's why he was doing this. <laughs> Uh, I, I just, uh, but, uh, okay. What do you I'll mean stop. by good? What do you mean by good? Influence yeah. So, exactly? you know, he was taking flack for people like me, I guess, saying that he was being selfish and doing it just to win. And he was like, no, you don't understand Antonio Brown. Like I try to be a good influence and bring players up and he's trying to get back right again. And I feel like I can help him get there. Really? Like the same way you told Mike Evans, you were going to make him a star because you're a star. And then you ghosted him. You ghosted Mike Evans. Come on. And by the way, Mike Evans, I want you to have a big game this week. I am rooting for you and I'm rooting for you, Jerry, that that connection happens. Yeah, look, I I am a proud participant in the Brady to Evans connection. Yeah. Um, Let's fire it back up. And I'm obviously disappointed, but I don't think he's ghosting Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is hurt. I think Godwin is playing hurt. I don't, I do believe that Arians did not want to sign AB, but I actually think I don't know, I should say, if those wide receivers, as great as they are, and they're arguably the the greatest one-two wide receiving punch in definitely in fantasy, but maybe in all football, but I don't see them staying healthy the entire year. Evans has been gutting it out. I watch Evans closely each and every week because, again, I, I, I really went after that connection. And he's had a good year up until the last two weeks or so. He's gutting it out. 
back even in week three or four, whenever it was, every time he got tackled, he was slow to get up. The guy is banged up and he's playing. I give all due respect. Godwin, similar, like he's missed games. And I think he's, I think they looked at it like this. Listen, we have to get some depth or else we will not win. Bottom line. Yeah, I don't think AB is going to be that depth. I think Tom Brady did. I think Bruce Arians, and he'd said before from coaching Antonio Brown that he didn't want him in the clubhouse because he was a diva. He used those exact words. Too much of that kind of an attitude. But now after one practice, he loves him. Everything's good. The story changes. It's just all fishy to me. And by the way, they could have traded for Will Fuller. They could have, tra- you know, they could have, oh, there are people they could have gone and gotten. It's not like if they what really are they were worried give up, about but, depth. But, but you're talking about giving stuff up versus just signing someone. Like, what I are you giving up for Will true. Fuller? Will Fuller, I know, you know, he's, wide receivers are more expensive than running backs at this point, but what are you giving up for Will Fuller? What's the cost? And what are you giving up for Antonio Brown? Just your credibility. Oh, listen, <laughs> when it comes, I, listen, when, as far as football, when it comes to who is right about what this team needs to win a championship, I way more am taking Tom Brady's word for it than Bruce Arians at this point okay. as to what the team needs. And look, I'm not saying I agree with it. Again, AB a, could theoretically wreck a locker room. Who knows? Could. Um, could. And, and for your fantasy teams, guys, I say you, you need to be putting bids on Antonio Brown. And I've seen him go as inexpensively as a dollar on Fab and like Razbol. That's crazy. Everybody needs to be doing that. Because it is true that we don't know what's happening with the receivers. So you do need to grab Antonio Brown. But this is not about fantasy football. This is about my personal grudge against Tom Brady at this point. So I have to stay with it. A lot of things you just made me think of. And I want to set the table for the show Mm -hmm. here. Uh, First of all, we've been in contact with our week seven winner. Congratulations. So you're moving on to your 1v1. Um, We need a full recap. And that's coming up in a second. Mm Uh, but cousin Sal lost and he lost by like 30 points. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a match, Jen. And And did um, our, uh, winner, uh, even have Tyler Lockett in that game? Our winner did not have Tyler Lockett, (laughs) but you want to know who got Tyler Locketed? I got freaking Tyler Locketed. I talked about it on Sunday night show. I did too. In the league with the football player, which we're going to talk about that league in a minute. Boy, do I have a blockbuster thing for you with that. But yeah, I went into that Sunday night game. I had a 44.5 point lead. Wow. And if, um, who was the kicker? Is it Zane Gonzalez who missed the kick for Arizona uh, the first time around that would have ended it? Yeah. Whoever missed uh... the kick that, led to another possession. I lost by 0.3 points, basically. Lockett got two catches on that next drive. It was their second possession, I think, in uh, overtime after ducking that first field goal attempt. And I lost by 0.3 to Tyler Lockett. They needed 45 points to win. And he got it. that is a bad beat, Jerry. That is a bad beat. I'm so sorry. It almost basically ended my season in that league. I'm now two and five. Oh, in that league. I have the third most points in the league and I am now two and five. Do points Before, count in that league? Cause sometimes no. you can get through with the points if it's a tiebreaker or. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the points count as a tiebreaker. And but by I'm, the way, I'm, we should talk about that for our future episodes. When you're setting up your league, I think it should be like, you know, the first four teams get in record. And then after that, it's the team with the best points. I mean, that seems 
fair to me. I think it should be a combo of points and record. But anyway, that's another well, conversation. Yes, because I want to talk to you about something else too with that. But let's let's get this part out of the way. So we had okay. to we talked about getting rid of Sal. We did not want yep. Sal to move on. Maybe we were being children about it. I don't know. Maybe, but, but you know. And you and I talked, and you really did help out. We got a real pro in here. We did. Do you want to do you want to intro who our mystery contestant was? We went for the big guns. I uh, called up our friend Chris Meany. Uh, he is so good y'all if you want to win a contest if you want to be really good at your bets you gotta check out chris meany on twitter he works over at fade the noise uh he does a we do a podcast together a baseball podcast he is absolutely brilliant fun and a really nice guy and uh the only thing he may not be good at jerry is tough enough trash talk right? i don't know he sent us well he i should say I gotta he, hear sent, it. he sent this out to sal so Did sal cuz boss if you're listening, uh, you're not moving on to week 16 championship. Sorry about you it. lost by Sorry 30. And, and here's hey. Chris Meany for you. Hello, waiver wired listeners on the Extra Points Podcast Network. It's mystery guest Chris Meany here from FTN. Fade the noise. And that's exactly what I did in my head to head matchup last week against Cousin Sal. I'm very sad to say, actually, I'm honored that I'm the reason you've been denied access into the Tournament of Champions. I saw the video of you bragging about your big win a couple weeks ago, stealing Jerry and Jen's plays, taking credit. I saw the smile on your face and the tone in your voice, just oozing of confidence. Don't think I didn't take notice of that. Not going to lie, I felt the pressure when Jerry said he needed a W from me. I didn't want to let the crew down, and then he told me who I'd be playing. Immediately, I felt much better about my chances. I didn't even tune into our matchup. I just figured it was a lock. You know, when Jerry asked if you wanted an actor or a family member to take you on last week, you probably should have gone that route. I have no idea how you even made it as far as you did, to be honest. I guess you were feeling dangerous when you woke up Sunday morning and decided to roster Baker Mayfield. Not a bad pick, but from there, you paid up for George Kittle against Bill Belichick in the number one defense against tight ends and Derrick Henry against one of the best run defenses in Pittsburgh. CeeDee Lamb was not a good pick. Zero catches, zero shot in the Tournament of Champions for you, my friend. I guess maybe now you'll have to steal my lineups over at ftndaily.com. If you ever need a guest on Extra Points, Cousin Sal, don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, listen, it was a very friendly <laughs> version of Trash Talk. Chris, thank you so much for doing that. You were not mean. It was all in good fun and good spirits. But if we start doing this, I mean, there really might not be anyone in this week 16 tournament of champions because we, I mean, yeah, it, this one was over before it started. So I will say to our winners, guys, step your game up. Go listen to Meanie. You could listen to us. Go do the homework. Don't just set your 1v1 lineup thinking it's going to be a cruise unless you're playing me, which that might not happen again. <laughs> Do the work. Thank you for helping get uh, Chris, Jen, because now I could rest easy knowing Cuz is not getting a title just yet. Oh, my pleasure. And by the way, guys, when baseball season rolls around, check out our podcast, Sticks and Stacks. We'll get you all the baseball stats you need to win, too. But I know you love Chris Meany. You worked with him before, I believe, yes. over at SiriusXM, right? That is correct. Yeah, Meany, yeah we, we go guy. we go back and um yeah, he's we should definitely get him on this this show uh when we get closer to maybe playoff yeah. fantasy playoff time and yeah. uh closer to that week 16 tournament of champions as each week gets more important. But uh before we dive into everything, I really wanna 
two things I want to bring up to you. And this okay. this all was started in this the league that I got locketed in, the one that I get all the Devontae Adam trains, the one that a, a real NFL player I think is in. Tell me what you think of this. Okay. Okay. Antonio Brown, let's mm -hmm. just say, was signed in this league that I'm in by this football player at 12.45 Pacific time the night before it was announced. Hmm. Is that not insider trading? Probably is. Um, <laughs> now, I knew a few other people um, that are big names at big publications that did the same thing. And I was also like watching them make moves in leagues going, hmm, Shady. do they know something that we don't know? And, and they're, this is what they'll defend themselves with. I'll tell you this. They'll defend themselves with, well, it was obvious because we knew we were arriving at this point in his suspension where it would make sense. Really? You had the alarm on your calendar saying this is the day someone might sign Antonio Brown. Now's the day to put the bid in. Uh-uh. Not buying it. Insider yeah, that's trading. total. There, there. Look, and there's no real regulations in uh, no, seasonal fantasy football anyway no. that you're doing with your friends. And this is a friendly league. Ultimately, it's very entertaining that this all went down. But <laughs> if this were like my job or big money or something going on, is I would, I would be, I'd be trying to get everybody fired. This was insane that yeah. this went on. But uh, luckily, too, this this person's team is not really in contention anyway. But you know, and that's what that's what gets me, at least with some of these waiver wire, uh, I almost said waiver wire podcasts, some of these waiver wire rules is like it really yeah. does become who is just available and there when the news draw. A lot of commissioners keep the the time for the wire at like like the Gotham League that we do. The auction one is pretty, pretty good strict. with how it's done. It gives like yeah. time blocks. And right. You know what they are. This way it's not first come first serve. But for those of you who are kind of running like, ah, the wire opens up at midnight on Tuesday and then after the claims, uh, it's yeah. all yours. You can't do that anymore. I don't think it's fair. I agree. I agree, I agree with you 100%. The only way, the only exception to that would be because of COVID, if you were allowed to do it, say Sunday morning, because of a last minute change, you need to make a pickup. Other than that, I think there could be, you know, two times per week because of COVID when there's deadlines and you have to put in your bid. I hate running the waiver wire like the wild, wild west. That's not what this is. Right. Know? Make it orderly. You do Wednesday claims. Mm -hmm. Because it's yeah. not fair. Like news comes out and somebody's on a plane or they're asleep or whatever. And so I guess you could say, but it's to my advantage. I stay awake all the time and never sleep. It's 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 silliness. That's Just not have part some of it order. to me. Yeah. yeah. Me Open it either. up on whenever, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and then close it down by kickoff on Thursday so people mm -hmm. could make some Thursday moves if they need That's to. That's right. Open it back up whenever you totally want to open it up. Sun Saturday afternoon, fine, or Sunday morning, fine. But yeah, that and then um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. It's like obviously, like you were discussing, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned it. Like the points for you know that's a great system to do it, where the top four teams make the playoffs, and then it's almost like this last two is like a wild right. card, like a play-in kind right. of thing where it's points only. Yeah. I think that's a great format because also I was trying to figure out a way, and does anyone take this into account, like the points against. Yeah. You know, like how do we find a way to get points against taken into play? You I know, I guess it's that, if, that the points for thing that you pitched. 
Right. I think it's more the point. The points for is easier. And I think that the reason you should keep points for is because it keeps people playing the whole season. Because otherwise what happens is if you're already out, people start to give up and they just kind of go like this. But if they know that they can make a whole lot of points and still accumulate them and get back into the playoffs, it keeps the league more competitive. It makes it more fun. And everyone's playing a lot longer. Points against, you could probably find a way to even factor that in in deeper leagues. Like, well, yeah, this person has a better record, but they had almost no points scored against them. They obviously had the easiest schedule, so it's not fair. So there's a way to weight that and figure it out. A little more complicated. Um, so probably the easiest way is points for, but but what if there's a tie? Then you got to look at points against. What's your um, advice and favorite kind of format in seasonals uh, if you say have 12 teams? Is four playoff teams the, the way to go is it kind of like a third or I always like, I just think six is a perfect number. If you want like to give six. a buy to the top two seeds, great. You definitely should earn something. Uh, 14 teams, obviously I really think it should be six, but for 12 teams, what do you like better for play for, for playoffs, four teams or six? I like six because it just keeps people playing longer. It keeps them competitive. Right. And I, I just think, why not? We're, we're in this to have fun. And, and I would do it that way. I would do top four by record. And then the next two teams by highest points left. So, but let's say in your top four, let's say mm -hmm. the top, you know, three of the four are already in that four already teams have the that highest made points. it. Yeah. So you would just go down the line. I would just go down the line. So like, let's say it's a thousand nine ninety nine, and then someone got in with seven fifty, and then someone got in with eight hundred. I would go. I, the next person in would be the person that was eight fifty, eight twenty five. Or whatever. I mean, I just made those. Do people up. do this? Did you make this up, or have you played in formats like this before? Um, I know that there are leagues that play like this, and I yes, they've started doing that over the last couple of years. And a couple of leagues I'm playing in this year do 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 it that way. In fact, one my favorite league. The reason I decided I'd go ahead and buy in for the three fifty buy in, which is kind of a heavy buy in, sure, is because. They had that option. They're going to have six teams in the playoff. It's a 14-team league. The first four by record, and then points do count, and you can still get in with points. Well, that makes it worth playing for me the whole season because even if I happen to have a run of bad luck at the beginning, I can still feel like it doesn't matter because last week I had DJ Moore and Tyler Lockett in my lineup, so I made up the losses, essentially, and gave yeah. myself more of a point. I mean, that didn't happen. I wish it did, but... <laughs> In theory, it could have. Uh, I am actually am in the playoffs right now because of record in that league. But if I lose, I don't have enough points to make it in. So I'm playing for both now. I'm like really trying to stack my lineup in every way I can to get as many points as possible. Yeah. You know what this theory should be called? This theory should be called the NFC East theory. Okay. Meaning, meaning like okay. the NFC East should not have a playoff team this year. Facts. One of these really good teams is going to like Carolina right, potentially true. or right. even New Orleans for who for who I mean Arizona who knows one of these right. teams might be out San Francisco and it's going to yeah. be because of the Eagles probably or maybe the Washington team right it, so and it shouldn't happen so this would be the counter to that's why I say we call it the NFC East theory this is countering that team that's like eight and six or whatever or eight and five but has like second lowest point total in right. the league. You're out. Right. Yeah. Like let's eliminate the luck factor and make it about skill. Oh, I'm taking this chain. I, that's a great, uh, I, you know, I've, I've heard of it roughly before. Some people do it differently, but I like the way you, it's just clean. 
I think it's just clean. cleaner I think that it's way. Easy. Everyone understands it, and it makes everyone play because there's nothing worse than getting halfway through the season and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can make the or you can make trades with people that aren't playing anymore. It just becomes we need everybody playing to the very end. It makes it competitive, and everybody has a shot that way. It's a true wild like think true about it like card. this. So if you have your your one through four for record, right? And also think about like the end of the season. Like you are now, like you said, you're involving so many other teams that you could have a, you know, a you could literally have like a three-win team that just has mm-hmm. the worst luck be in. So you give your top two seeds a bye, okay? Then three right. and four play each other. And then right. five and six, or whoever it is, five, those five and six teams are literally, their records could be anything. It's a true wild card. True wild card. Weekend. I love it. Brilliant. Yeah. That's how you guys should do it out there. And that's next year we're making some changes. Um, So a couple other things I wanted to go down with you now. Um, I have some questions for seasonal if I could ask you for some help. Of course. Okay. Um, First and foremost, you know, my trifecta of quarterbacks that um, I think I've been pushing for the most part, like I did it correctly with Herbert last week. I've been pushing the right buttons. This week, it seems like it's an easy choice. But based off of something else we've discussed, I am a little nervous about it. So I have Herbert playing the Broncos. Broncos have a pretty decent defense. defense for not being a good team, you know? That's right. I got Breeze versus the Bears. Similarly, the Bears, I don't think are very good. I mean, they their win total and record is good. Their defense mm-hmm. is good. They play low-scoring games. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what's going We're not seeing Michael Thomas just yet, right? I don't think so. Um, and even if we do, I'm not sure what we should expect out of that. And then the one that seems like the no brainer, but it goes against the theory that we've discussed. I have Tannehill against the Bengals and that over under is real tasty at, at 53 and a half. And, um, so that's obviously the way I'm leaning, but I am worried that this might just be a Derrick Henry, 240 yard, three touchdown game against the Bengals thoughts. Right. Okay. So you can only pick one. This isn't a super one quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to me, Drew Brees is the clear sit here. Um, okay. I love Drew Brees, and I don't think you guys should get up, give up on him. But as you pointed out, the Chicago Bears aren't going to put up a lot, lot of offense for him to necessarily need to throw against. It could just be an Alvin Kamara game. Doesn't right. really interest me that much. Ryan Tannehill, incredible floor. Cincinnati gives up a lot of points, both on the ground and in the air. Um, as we saw what happened last week at Baker Mayfield, right? Through for five yeah. touch- touchdowns versus them. So <laughs> Ryan Tannehill could do that with AJ Brown. And by the way, Johnny Smith cake matchup Cincinnati second most points, to the tight end position. So I like that. I like that Tannehill, Justin Herbert again, Denver. He's been so good. It's hard to sit him. He's been just tops in every way, but this is the first kind of tricky defense he is going to have to face. So to me, I'm going Tannehill. It sucks. I feel like the ceiling could be higher on Herbert, but you got to go with Tannehill. It's safe. The only thing I worry about with the Tannehill play, like I said, is if like Derrick Henry just has 240 yards, three touchdowns. The game is decided by the third and they're just trying to squeeze the clock. But the Bengals have proven this year, if nothing else, they've been in almost every game, you know, uh, the exception of a few. And even against so, teams that are clearly mm-hmm. better, they've hung around, made it interesting. They got that lead against the Colts let's, that they oh, blew. And Last let's week was a dogfight. 54 yeah. and a half. 54 and a half. 54 yeah, and a half. All right. 
Okay. Next and probably most important question for me. Okay. And I discussed, and this is about someone you know well. This is Ooh. in direct response to Michael Gallup. I'm done with oh, Michael yeah. Gallup. That's fine with over. me. Over. He's getting benched. I've Breaking started up. almost the whole season. Enough is enough. That's fine. But I have a problem, Jen. Okay. Okay. I am not very deep at wide receiver. I have okay. Kenny Galladay. So okay. number one receiver set. Michael Gallup was my number two. Okay. That's done. My The person who emerges in that spot that I have, which he's also a big concern, DJ Chark, he's on bye week anyway. And right. he's not even like a safe number two at this point. And you know um, why? We figured out why. Did why? you hear the latest news? It just came out. Gardner why? Minshew, fractures in his fingers and a ligament sprain. He's been playing with it since October 11th. And that's why his targets have looked off and why you could see DJ Shark standing there like, hi, dude, like right. over here. Um, that's but, why. Well, then that's mistreatment because I why know. would you say as an organization, uh, you know what? If Gardner's not good today, we're going to bench him. They when you didn't know. know. Those well, how do you That's not what they're know? claiming. They're claiming they didn't know. So now the question is, is that true? Was Gardner Minshew just, you know, I think, you know, he's a sixth round pick. I think he's worried about losing his job. He didn't tell him. He thought he could play through it. And finally he couldn't anymore. So you think he was it, just it, having extreme pain and never yes. seeked treatment I in think he any was way, shape or form? Tiger King, beer can crushing on his forehead, doing crazy stuff. Gardner Minshew, America's hero. And it just went a little too far. And he would have been more of America's hero if he just said, ouch. And they would have you know said, what? great, rest for a week or two and we'll get you right. So, uh, you know, that's what every, I, that's the story. I didn't know that. You know what? Let's ask him. Joining us now, Gardner. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 but that's a story certainly worth investigating. Yeah, right? it like is. If he, if he just legitimately had incredible amounts of pain in his throwing hand, mm -hmm. but said, I love this job. I'm not telling a soul. On one level, you respect the hell out of that. I, know. I would do something like that. But then on another level, it's like, well, it's your team. Yeah. And, and it's the team and you're hurting the team. And I know that's shady. And if it you are shady. the organization and you knew as the Jaguars that he was playing her and you said publicly, if he doesn't step it up, he's benched. That's pretty For crappy Mike too. Lennon. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. back to Gallup. So yes. it started off Galladay, Shark, Gallup. I thought I was good in the beginning. So mm -hmm. those two guys are Strong. now yep. big problems for me. So Gallup is definitely getting benched unless I truly have to play him. Shark's on by. All I am looking at right now is I have Jerry Judy on the roster okay. against the Chargers. Uh, I picked up Traquan Smith, who I like. But again, I don't really want to be starting at my number two wide receiver. And this is in my, you know, my my money lead. Like this one is like high stakes. So this right. lead matters to me. And then I looked around on the wire. And here are some names on the wire that I think I could get right now. Okay? Oh, good. Give them to me. I love this part. All right. So again, I have Traquan and Judy on the roster. On the wire, Aguilar is there. Like that a lot. Uh, Greg Ward is there. Love Greg Ward. Scotty Miller is there if there's Scotty Miller's the pick for this week. And then I have I <laughs> I have a call that I am willing to make. I don't know if I have enough courage to put him in any fan duel or seasonal lineups. Okay. You ready for this? This is gonna sound I ridiculous to you. And I may just do it 
because I have such a strong feeling. This is based off of sheer gut and just, honestly, I just think it's time. Like if I'm reading a trend, like it's time. Okay. We have not discussed this guy at all. And he very well might be done. But we've seen AJ Green resurge. It's not AJ Green. We've seen AJ Green come back a little bit. I think this week we're going to see a game, a good game, 100-plus yard, multiple touchdown game from T.Y. Hilton. Uh, we could. There, you know. I'm, I'm not mad Lions about that. Give up, Lions give up eighth most points That's to right. wide receivers, okay? And that over-under is middling at best Colts coming off a bye everyone's rested everyone's healthy ish I think that this is a good time T.Y. Hilton is sitting out there and I think this might be a good week for him so I think that if you want a really high ceiling that that is not a bad play at all his primary cornerback will be Jeffrey Okuda he's a rookie he definitely has the advantage there as you've said we know already that Detroit gives up a lot of uh, I think 10th most points. Is that what you said to wide receivers? I think eighth or 10th. Yeah. Eighth or 10th. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like around that to me too, depending on your scoring system. Um, so, you know, it's not a high scoring game and T Y Hilton has had a lot of trouble holding onto the ball. Even after he promised his grandma, he was going to get it right. And he did. Cause she said that doesn't look like my T Y that concerns me a little, but yeah, if you're playing for a high ceiling, that's the play. Traquan Smith also a really good play. Remember how I was, you know, dunking on Buster Screen last week. So again, he's going to be covered by Buster Screen. He should be absolutely fine in that New Orleans offense, but not a high-scoring game, maybe. Um, so I love those Scotty names. Miller. I love Scotty Miller. So this of week. those names, Judy, Traquan, Aguilar, Greg Ward, Scotty Miller, T.Y. Hilton. As a number two receiver. And by the way, for rest I might of season need, or for this week? For, well, for this week, because then hopefully Chark comes back and could fill that 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 role for me. By the way, also, like I'm praying that when Cook plays in this league for me, because then I might even have Damn. a I might even have a flex issue uh going on. I'm realizing I thought this team was great that I put together. It is not. I, I've been doing it and I have a decent record in this league, but it's been smoke and mirrors. So I'm going to be starting Tannehill then at quarterback. What do you think of those names at receiver for me to throw out there this week? I would go Scotty Miller. Scotty But all Miller. of those are really good choices, Jerry. You have really good choices. The do reason I I'm drop going, Gallup? You can if you want. Uh, because we don't know who's going to be under center. It could be Ben DiNucci again this week. And after that, we don't know. Hopefully Dalton's back. But even still, I think that Gallup could get traded, though, is the only reason I wouldn't. They say I know, they're not I, going to. I was to, reading that. But, like, let's say he goes to Green Bay. Then you're going to want to have Michael Gallup. I'm picking up Scotty Miller right now. I'm dropping. <laughs> I could drop Gallup, Traquan, Zach Moss. Traquan. Moss. So the only Do you need drop. the depth? Or Judy. Back? Or Judy. No, don't drop Judy. Uh, you probably have to drop Gallup here. And you can probably pick him back up. <laughs> All right, Michael Gallup, farewell. And you know what? I don't even feel that bad about it. Plus, he has a bye week still in week 10. Scotty Miller's is not till week 13, so I get a little more time. Uh, it's done. Scotty yeah. Miller, welcome. Welcome, Scotty Miller. I think James Bradbury is going to be on Mike Evans this week. They don't have Chris Goblin. Antonio Brown's not ready yet. So it just makes sense. Last week, he had a really big game, 109 yards, a touchdown. 
Tom Brady seems to be fine. In fact, really, really good. So I hope we're right on that call. But all of those are great options. All of them. All right. Well, it's done. Uh, Scotty Miller, welcome to Rectual Healing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that answers me for seasonal. Uh, other than last two quick kit things, and then we could do some FanDuel stuff. Um, I might bench Jacobs this week. It just might yeah, happen. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. It's a very tough, tough matchup uh, this week. And then I think after that, it should be fine. Um, it's a tough matchup for the run game. It's not a tough matchup for the Raiders. Yeah, because I, I have a few things pending, right? Like, I have Boston Scott. Not quite sure, obviously, if Mike Miles Sanders plays, and that might right. kind of negate that. I have Mike Davis. There's also rumor, like, is C-Mac back? Like, he won't play no. tonight. So I I kind of got last my you know Mike Davis week and then look Henderson Jr. has been good and I yeah. do have Wayne Gallman not that I want to start Wayne no. Gallman in the event that Freeman's out uh, as more of a backup and I still have Singletary sitting there so I just like not saying any of those guys are better than Josh Jacobs no, but he also is questionable and hasn't practiced this week yeah much. and I think you're just playing the matchups here Henderson has a great matchup you have Mike Davis like you said another great matchup versus Atlanta. And last week you can maybe use him. And then Boston Scott is a must play versus Dallas if there's no Miles Sanders. So the only real decision here is, and by the way, guys, I want to, I want to say this because it's Thursday and I don't remember if I said this last Thursday and I probably did. Just remember, if you decide to start a player from tonight's game, do not start them in your flex. Start them. Even if you think of them as your flex, don't start them in your flex. You got to have max uh, flexibility for Sunday because COVID changes everything. I mean, we just found out the Giants may not have an offensive line. Yeah. Which, by the way, no way in Goldman. <laughs> but also, by the way, um, <laughs> that's kind of redundant what you said. I'm not trying to yeah, make a COVID. This I is know. not a COVID joke. This is me saying the offensive line hasn't really yeah, been there all they year. Haven't. But yeah, it was Will Hernandez uh, and and some other coaches potentially. So obviously, too, you hope everybody's okay. This is just still wild uh, going on. Um, and then last thing before we take a quick break. Uh, how long do I wait to see if Alshon is playable? One game? Two games? Do I need yeah. to see him get, like, see what the targets are looking like? Because the Eagles certainly could use him, and he very well might play this week. Yeah, I would wait a week because they also have Jalen Rager coming back. Uh, I don't think Travis Fulgham's going anywhere. I think he's here to stay. He shouldn't. He earned the spot. He shouldn't. He earned it. Um, so yeah, I would I would watch it. But if he doesn't start producing fairly quickly, there are so many good options on the wire right now. Like, listen to how many you just named. Yeah. All of those guys could go off this week. All of them. This is selfish. This is me trying to like pay off a move where I thought <laughs> I was smart. Like I did it with Freeman and it paid off. Not even yeah. that Freeman's been good, but just the fact that he's been playing me right. helped me because I didn't draft a second running back in that league. This is me just trying to be like, oh, look how sneaky good I am because I found a way to keep him on the roster all year. Uh, all right, let's do some of our FanDuel picks. But first, we're going to take a quick break and we are going to talk to you more about FanDuel because the Waiver Wired podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. And this season, there's a brand new way to play fantasy football on FanDuel. We're introducing Best Ball Contest, the simplest way to play season-long fantasy. In a Best Ball Contest, there's no lineups to set, no waivers to claim, and no trades to make. Simply draft 20 players through your traditional snake draft format. Then, every week, you automatically get points for your top nine performers at set positions. At the end of the season, 
The team with the top scores take home the cash. Best ball contests have a 12-player max, so don't worry if you're not a seasoned fantasy pro. And if you want to try your hand at best ball but missed out on the start of the season, FanDuel is now offering partial season best ball contests. Enter a best ball league by 11-5 to play from weeks 9 through 16. You can enter a free contest or play for as little as a dollar. If you're new to FanDuel, you can even get a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. When you sign up with our waiver wired code. So download the FanDuel Fantasy app today and be sure to use code WaiverWired. Okay, let's do some of our, our FanDuel contest picks here. Interesting, interesting week. Okay. And as always, we took a long look at the over-unders. And um I think there's been a little bit of a league correction um or maybe it's just the matchups but the over-unders are a little bit on the low side we do have our you know over 51 over 52 ones but there's a few like there's not that many 50 plus over-unders this week as they usually are yeah and i think that has a lot to do with the fact that both deshaun watson and kyler murray are on by yes those guys put up a lot of points so i'm looking i see here about four games that look kind of good to target yeah so I have two lineups and I don't know which one to pick because I did one for our waiver wired contest Same, and then I did my Sunday million (laughs) one and I'm realizing like, Ooh, I kind of like this one maybe more than the waiver wired one. I know that there's one that I have that you're going to hate. Okay. Or maybe hate's a strong word. You're not going to, I don't think you're going to like it. I'm Uh, not going to co-sign it. It might be an easy choice for you, but, um, Okay. Okay. Should I go first? Lay it on me. Should I give you both my lineups and then we'll discuss and then we'll switch positions? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, my initial lineup that I really felt good about and looking at the over-unders, you know, that Browns Raiders 51 over-under, which is one of the decent ones of the week, Mm -hmm. one of the higher ones, looked real good. And I'm telling you, I think obviously the Browns are not better without Odell Beckham Jr. That's a stupid thing to say. But I do think, I'm not going to say Baker's going to be better, but I do think maybe it might just free Baker up as we saw in that game. Now, who knows? That could have maybe happened anyway, and maybe Beckham would have caught two of those touchdowns, but he certainly looked like he had less on his mind. And to me, with this matchup at $7,200, I thought Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback to build a lineup around. So that's who I have a quarterback. The running back situation is all over the place. We don't know if Cook's playing. We don't know if Aaron Jones is mm-hmm. playing. There's a lot of big question marks. You know, yeah. even Jacobs is banged up. Not yep. that you play him, Miles Sanders. So there's a lot of crazy things you could do at running back. I did the opposite because I have Baker. I went Derrick Henry, which I think is good chalk this week. I mean, he's the most expensive running back. So yeah. my, it's tough to be good chalk when you cost $9,500. Yeah. But I have him slated right now, and I have Jamal Williams. Now, obviously, this will all change, change. if Aaron Jones plays. But Jamal Williams right now, 7000 which is a little on the high side, but it gave me a lot of flexibility. I'm fully willing to burn this lineup to the ground, though, if, uh, if Aaron Jones comes back. So yeah. Mayfield, Henry, Williams. Then at, run- <laughs> then at wide receiver, I, I went Team Higgins. I both went T Higgins? Higgins. I went both Ohio Higgins. It's if there is ever a time, play. it's not a bad I mean, play. I went T Higgins. I went, yeah, 
I went, the, I went Higgins. Obviously, I went Cleveland Higgins to pair with Baker Mayfield. Right. So at least I think, you know, Landry's a little banged up. And Landry at this point in his career is much more possession. He still has big play capability. He may even throw for a touchdown this week. Uh, but I don't know. I think Higgins might become the the Odell playmaker in that slot. And uh, and then T. Higgins just been a monster. And Tyler Boyd was a little too expensive nowadays. I know. He's gotten too good. He used to be such a value, but everybody's caught on. I love Tyler Boyd. Everyone's caught on. And that Titans Bengals over under is 53 and a uh-huh. half. And Joe Burrow, again, like we talked about, they're not good. <laughs> But they are competitive. That's right. He keeps playing. He keeps he keeps throwing. He keeps them in the game. He does not give up. There's a lot of air yards in the in their game. So and respectively, uh, T. Higgins six thousand and um, Rashard Higgins I think is fifty five hundred. Okay, Great and price. then I was just looking for value in my third slot, and this is not a high over under game, but I think this is a game where. Uh, you know, they may have to feature someone. I like Chase Claypool this week. And, you know, Deontay's a little banged up. He'll probably play. We don't know. We had a monster game last week. I just think there's so many weapons. I think that this is a good spot against the Ravens. I don't know if Chase Claypool's going to have a monster game, but I think he gets into the end zone this week in, in a game that it might be tough to get in the end zone. If you look at the matchups for who we expect to cover each of the wide receivers, Claypool has the biggest advantage. Now, I think that Deontay Johnson is the number one in Pittsburgh, and he is Ben's absolute favorite. And if he's healthy, you're starting Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, very strong play, could just as easily be a Chase Claypool day. Now, we go down the tight end, and this is where I had some money to spend. Uh, And I I like spending money on on tight ends. I do. Something weird going on with George Kittle in his games. Now, it's not quite every other week because injuries certainly played. (laughs) But, you know, against Arizona, 7.3. Then two weeks later, because I believe he was hurt, against the Eagles, 32.6. Okay. Then against the Dolphins, 6.4. Next week against the Rams, 20.5. Last week against the Patriots, 8. So if you're following that trend of like every other week is a monster game for George Kittle... I think this might be a good week. And then if you look at the matchup, it's against the Seahawks. We need players against the Seahawks. That over-under is 54. I believe it's the high of the week, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. So I got $7,700, and I had some money to spend. I had some value there. Um, I like it. I wind it down at Flex with, again, a player that you really put me on to. And I want to stick in that 49er Uh game. Ayuk. Am I saying it right? You are. I said it right? Uh, yes, you are. And I, mean, I am all, he's in my lineup. I, he, I'm all in on Ayuk this week. And, and I'll talk more about it too when we get there. Um, he may even be my pick of the week. I'm debating Ooh. between two. I think it might be Brandon Ayuk. And he certainly should be claimed if he's on the waiver wire or if you guys are in those Wild Wild West leagues, please I go pick him up. I looked. I did, did not see okay. anything. And also, yeah. you know, because Debo's missing Out this week. for a couple weeks. We know it's a high game total. Yeah. Seattle gives up the third most points to the quarter. No, sorry. Second most points to the quarterback position. The most points to the wide receiver position. Uh, he's the number one target now. Uh, uh, number one wide receiver. Maybe he's the number two target behind right. George Kittle. But you right. just took number one and number two and paired him up with a guy who knows how to cook. Believe me, I thought about starting Garoppolo this week, but I just... Uh, uh, 
end. That's you know, my, and that's okay, a deep well, wait. sleeper for me. Okay. And then the defense, it's it's a weird week. There's still some injury stuff that needs to work itself out. I went chalk with the Chiefs against the Jets for now, as mm -hmm. they're the most expensive Why defense, five thousand. It's more of a placeholder because I always find that the best defenses are sneaky ones you're not even thinking about. So I still it's got true. some more work to do on that. That's lineup one. That was Good my lineup. initial waiver wired contest lineup. Okay. okay. I respect it. But then I went into the Sunday million and I started messing around with numbers oh and I came up with this. Okay. Sticking with that 49er Seahawks game, I went on the Seahawks side. I start, I, you know, I, for the first time in starting Russell Wilson in any form of any fantasy at all this season, that goes to show you how much against the grain I like to go. I've not played Russell Wilson once this year in FanDuel. And I finally figured out a way to afford him. Not only did I go Russell Wilson, I went Lockett and Westbrook. I mean, uh, Lockett and Metcalf. And this is a direct reaction to getting Tyler Lockett last week. So I got Russ, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett going. And I feel good about it. Running back, I went with McKinnon sticking with that game. There's a chance the 49ers score a lot of points, but not necessarily by throwing the ball because of Jimmy G. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's going to get all the, most of the touches there, right? I mean, they're decimated, uh, Well, here's no? the thing. Um, I'm nervous. I thought about McKinnon too, but I'm nervous because last week they didn't play him at all. And he was supposed to be the guy. And then afterward, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, oh yeah, we always plan to rest him. Well, what else are you planning to do, Kyle? Thanks for letting us know. I mean, it could be hasty. Tevin Coleman's been reactivated. That could be a sneaky thing there. So I'm just, I, it should be McKinnon. You're right. It should be. And that's a great price. But they kind of screwed us on it last week. So I'm a little nervous to go back to the well there. He actually well, had negative Fandle points last week. McKinnon. I saw that. Played him I'm, on like three snaps. I'm rolling with him for now, unless there's some news that comes in. Uh, second running back, Jamal Williams again. And obviously, again, if Aaron Jones mm -hmm. is playing, we'll figure it out. Um, third wide receiver, Ayuk. I think that is a perfect spot for him. So I love my... Re I got Metcalf, Lockett, and Ayuk going at wide receiver. I think that's the potential for a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, tight end-wise, Hawkinson. I think he's had a great matchup this week, although the Colts have a good defense. But I just think that they're going to be taking away those receivers. Uh, I was able to put Tyler Boyd, who somehow is still only $6,400. I know he hasn't had price. like a monster game. He hasn't had that like... He's he's done fine with catches and yards. He hasn't gotten into the end zone a ton. But, I mean, this could be the week. $6,400, Tyler Boyd. One defense I do like that's not the Chiefs. I also do like the Rams as a little bit of a flyer. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with two. We have no idea. Right. This could either call. be, he could, it could either be like, oh, wow, that's why the Dolphins went with Tua. He's amazing. Or it could be, why did Aww, you start Tua in week one against Aaron Donald? Like, that's not fair. It's kind of so rough. 40, yeah. Th yeah, might be worth a shot, 4,900. Mm -hmm. For the waiver wired contest. Well, I have to take my own personal thing out of it. Um, and you'll understand why I have to say that when I get to mine. I'm going to lean towards the Seattle lineup. Oh, really? Okay. Fair enough. I Listen, I, I, I can't say but, that that's what I'm going to do for sure, but, but I trust you. Let me explain to you why that would be me taking myself out of it. Let me tell you my waiver wire lineup. Okay. It's Russell Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I paired him up with Tyler Lockett. Um, I, I haven't used Russell Wilson in our waiver wire contest yet. I've used him in one other lineup this year and I won. 
So, hey, why not go for it again? Lots of points on the board. Now, in here for my running back, I have Jonathan Taylor versus mm-hmm. Detroit. Very strong matchup. Very affordable, 7,300. And I have, because I'm totally buying in, and this is a long shot. This is totally a guess. I have Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I do. Because I have a revenge game narrative in my head. Whoa. Um, I really do. I mean, because uh, let's just, let's think about it, okay? So, Team Stein's big star. After yeah. signing, Coach says he never wanted to even bring in this big star. Big surprise, big star and Coach, they don't get along. Coach promises big star will be involved. Big star is not involved. Soon thereafter, they just drop him. Star suddenly signs with reigning Super Bowl champs. And then the 0-17 comes to town, and they're giving up the ninth most points in the league two-star skill position. Come on, let it be a left bill revenge game. For 6K, there's no reason why not. They can do whatever they want. Just let him have fun. Let him get a little revenge in. No? I love it. Look, as a theory, that's the theory of the week. And if you're right on that, you are going to make some money this week. I don't quite have the guts to follow you into (laughs) that. But listen, I love things that are based on emotional theories. We have all the numbers we need, mm-hmm. okay? We, we got the over-unders. We have the matchup numbers. Now we got to focus on the emotional side. I didn't even clock the revenge game theory, and yeah. I look for that in every single sport. Yeah. That's great. This I love it. This is a good one. I love I, it. I've, so I'm riding that. So this is my waiver word. And then, of course, I have my favorite, Brandon Ayuk. And I we said all the reasons why we love him, love his wingspan, everything about him. Then I have our boy, Justin Jefferson, has done us right. That Minnesota matchup, very, very juicy. And I think they're going to try to take out Adam Thielen. So I think this is going to be a Justin Jefferson game. And then at tight end, getting another piece of that Las Vegas game, Darren Waller. Super, super, super good matchup for Darren Waller as well versus Cleveland, giving up a lot of points to the position. And then in my flex, and this is, again, subject to change, just like you said about Williams. Right now I have Alexander Madison in case Cook doesn't go because people don't realize Green Bay, terrible versus the run. They're a great team, but not good versus the run. So if there's no Cook, I can afford Madison in there. If not, I may pivot to Tyler Boyd around the same price point. And then I have the Kansas City Chiefs as my defense as well. That's in there to help me know, like you said, the max amount so that I can help pivot out if I need to out of Madison. So that's my waiver wire lineup. My other lineup is actually built on Derek Carr. And I actually have some things to say about Derek Carr, like some facts that I think people don't realize. There is a method to the madness. If you look at the numbers, Derek Carr, Third best completion percentage on the season. That's better than Russell Wilson. He's thrown for more yards on the season than Aaron Rodgers. He has the third best passer rating on the season. That's better than Patrick Mahomes. And he's averaging 288 yards per game on the season. And guess what? That's more than Tom Brady. Super unsexy, but possibly a really great FanDuel pick. Only 7,300 bucks. Same price as Baker Mayfield, maybe $100 more. So I did that, and then I paired him up with Henry Ruggs, also could be a big playmaker. And then from the other side, because you know they're going to grind that ground game, Kareem Hunt, assuming he's healthy, I think he will be. Love the Browns and Kareem Hunt this week. Jonathan Taylor's in there again, nice solid matchup. Uh, A.J. Brown, so I can get a piece of that Tennessee-Cincinnati game. And Corey Davis as well. 
uh, which maybe I doubled up too much on that. So I may tinker with that. Got Darren Waller in there, more Las Vegas. And then our boy, Justin Jefferson again, and the Chiefs. So a little tinkering to be done, but kind of see I'm attacking the same games. I love it. Um, again, I'm still thinking about the Le'Veon Bell thing. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> no, I also think Madison's a good play. This might sound out there, and it's probably not worth the risk. Even if Cook plays. In I case think they limit him. It's worthy. And groin injuries are so finicky. It's like hamstrings. Right. Like the re-injury rate or the tweak rate is so high. I'm not saying I would suggest playing Madison if Cook plays for sure, but... I could wrap my head around it, maybe for the Sunday Million as like a real deep, deep flyer. But listen, if that's your waiver wire contest, Jen, then I'm sorry. I'm going with the Baker Mayfield lineup. I don't want to share. That was not my waiver wire contest. That was my million contest. My waiver oh. wire is based on Russell Wilson. No, that's what I mean. I don't want to oh. share Russell Wilson and Tyler yeah. Lockett with you in waiver wire. I don't want to share. I'm with you. So that's so, why. But I'm I'm willing to change mine if you want to swap. I mean, either way. Here's why I'm not. Here's why I suggest that I go with the Baker lineup because that was my first okay. lineup. Okay. And I think the Russell and Wilson was my first one was lineup was my rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Done. Okay. Let it We're be staying. said. We're sticking. Stuck. Let, let it be said. Let <laughs> it be known. I guess. I mean, wrapping up. I do. Do we think any trades are going to happen at all? That of impact in fantasy. Maybe I, just Michael Gallup. I think Will Fuller might be moved. I hate it, but you know he's in the last year of his contract, and now that they have Brandon Cooks, and they really, really need to replenish. And like Green Bay has a lot of picks. That they could offer Houston. So I think that could happen. Uh, fortunately, I don't think that devalues Will Fuller. Uh, unfortunately for me, because I love seeing him and Deshaun Watson, it just bums me out because I like those two together and I feel bad for Deshaun Watson just constantly having all his weapons stripped away. But um, I think that could happen. I think I think even Michael Gallup, it, I don't think it's off the table, even though they said it was. Those are the only really big ones I see maybe getting moved. AJ Green is someone that could get moved. I feel Could like the Cowboys do something for a quarterback? They signed Cooper Rush to the practice squad. I Again, think, can the Cowboys do anything? I for wish a they would. I wish they would, but they're they're giving up all their defensive players already. They've already moved them. I think they've just decided like we're not going to win, it and it is what it is. We have Andy Dalton. We're going to roll with it. Maybe we'll win the NFC East. Maybe we won't. But obviously, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. But next year, we're getting Dak back, and you know, Dak's just sitting in there, you know, adding up his. Pennies and I'm so mad like, the Eagles are going to win this division at like six, nine, and yeah. one. It just makes me sick because the Giants yeah. right now easily could be sit, like have three wins and totally. be in the driver's seat Absolutely. going forward, knowing they still get to play each NFC's team one more time. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I wish you luck this week. This is going to be a good Thank one. You. And again, guys, get, if you're not in already, this contest has been filling up rather quickly. It's uh, fanduel.com slash waiver wired. Get your lineups in. Come join us. We're running out of weeks. We're week 16 is around the corner. And I got to say, there's not a whole lot of people that have gone gotten past the 1v1 yet. I think we're at two total. But we um, promise you we will not use Meanie, Chris Meanie next week no no we don't it. really we won't reuse anyone back to back i no. can't promise that i won't be reused but i have an no. idea in my head of the mystery guest for this week and look i'm not throwing i will not compromise this league i'm never gonna put someone in and i think is a cakewalk necessarily um i thought i maybe was doing that with my mom and she won yeah with gardner Minshew with torn ligaments in his hand <laughs> torn apparently ligaments in his hand. so yeah. anything could happen but do the work guys get your lineup in and do the work. 
Uh, thank you for helping me through some massive fantasy decisions this week, Jen. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I hope we pick the right one. I'm going to be watching it. All right. Good luck, everybody. Take care. Thank you.